Hi, welcome to the Winners Find a Way show and podcast with your host, Trent M. Clark, three-time World Series coach, CEO of Leadershipity, serial entrepreneur, having started 12 companies, coach to the 1%, and an international speaker. This show is going to be your go-to podcast for facing adversity, being inspired, and overcoming obstacles, all from the best in the world, business, sports, and leadership. Need to hydrate but tired of plain old water? You need Rebellious Infusions. No sugar, no calories, loaded with antioxidants to boost your immune system, and L-thionine for brain health. 10 organic flavors and convenient liquid packets. Just add 16 ounces and you are on your way. Rethink your drink at drinkrebellious.com. For 10% off your next purchase, use the code 999999. There are black swans like covid and yeah. it just knocked, it knocked all of us for a loop. And you just, you know, again, you just, you just find a way. I mean, you know, I was living in Boston at the time and they opened up the gyms in New Hampshire a month before they opened them up in, in Massachusetts. And, you know, with traffic under normal circumstances from my house to Nashua, New Hampshire, would be a 90 minute drive, maybe an hour and three quarters. With COVID, it was under an hour. So I joined four gyms in Nashua, New Hampshire for a month because I'm a gym rat. And, you know, one for swimming, one for boot camp, one for Zumba, one for yoga. And every day I just drove up there and I scheduled work calls up and down on the drive. And, you know, it's just sort of like, that's a small example. But, you know, the, the main thing is that there's no shame in having a problem. I had an addiction problem and it was not pretty. And there's, there's no shame in having the problem. The shame is in having a problem and not taking advantage of the help that's out there. That's the real shame in life. It's no shame to be knocked down to the ground. That's life. The real shame is to just lie there. You know, nobody's giving you a 10 count. Nobody's waiting. You know, they're not going to count you out at 10. If you just want to keep lying there forever, you kind of can. And in this society, you'll find, you know, some girlfriend or boyfriend who will try to take care of you and you'll you get government assistance. And, you know, you can, you can stay down on the mat for as long as you like. But the thing is that, you know, for me, I couldn't stand it because I'm both it's very hard to be competitive and a loser at the same time. So, you know, it was, it was just, it was impossible for me. And once the evidence was clear that things were not going to turn around by themselves, the way they were going, I had to say, okay, what do people do in my position? They join a support group to handle their addiction issues. They go into therapy to work through psychological issues. And I didn't know anything about business other than putting out flyers and selling seats in a, you know, in a small writing class. I went to Sandra sales training, you know, three times a week for two years to learn how to sell. Yeah. I, joined, I joined Strategic Coach and I went for, you know, on and off for 15 years to learn how to be an entrepreneur. I went to Disney Institute to learn how to do customer service. I, you know, I, I, I got all kinds of, uh, I got the Nirenberg cassettes on, on negotiation cassettes you know, and just played them over and over again until I learned how to negotiate. And, you know, I'm not the world's greatest business person, but, I, but today I'm very fortunate. I have a highly successful business. I have a family of four. I'm able to take care of them. You know, we spent $100,000 on my daughter's wedding. She doesn't probably want me, wanted me to advertise that. But, you know, I, I mean, 100000 was 20 times my net worth 29 years ago, <laughs> 20 times my net worth. Yeah. And when the wedding came, I wrote the check and I didn't think twice. You know, it's like, how does that happen? Just bust your butt, never give up. You know, I mean, were there down moments and tough moments? Yeah, of course. I mean, it's not like somebody hands you a piece of paper that says, you know, 
is everything's going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, there's no fortune cookie. And you just have to kind of go on blind faith that other people have climbed out of bigger holes than the one I was in. And that if they found a way, I, I, I could find a way. And, you know, they say that, you, you know, your net worth is the average of the five people you're closest to, your financial net worth. Well, I really also believe that your emotional well-being is the same as the five, is, is the, medium, the medium of the five people you're closest to. Your happiness is the, is, is the average of the, of the five people you're closest to. So, you know, you have to surround yourself with people who are, you know, in their own quiet way or their own noisy, loud way, trying to do the right thing, be the right kind of person, be happy. I think people have an obligation. I think I have an obligation to be happy. I'm not going to talk about other people. I have an obligation to be happy. First of all, if I weren't happy with what I have, uh, that would be disgusting. I mean, it would just be, you know, it would, I mean, I live in a beautiful home on a beautiful street, great neighbors. You know, I, I travel the way I want to travel. I, I have the most amazing clients. That's the outside stuff. My wife and I have been married for 23 years. Marriage is not easy, but I'm still married. We're still, you know, we're, we go to couples therapy and we, we keep working on it. I have four phenomenal kids and I always say, you know, they're 14 to 22. My oldest is, as we speak, she's boarding a flight with her husband for their honeymoon. Uh, you know, he's in med school. So there was a, like a six month delay from the wedding. I always say that my report card in life is the fact that my kids get along with each other and, and actually enjoy each other and like to be with each other. That's my report card in life. It's nothing else. So, you know, so if I'm not happy with what I've, with what I have, first of all, you know, I should be ashamed of myself. But second, I'm creating a lot of work for the people around me. If I'm grumpy and miserable and unsatisfied and kind of, you know, disgusting to be with, then I've got, then I'm creating psychological damage that they're going to have to unpack and treat. And, you know, I don't have a right to do that. I have an obligation to be grateful and to be happy. And my God, I am. I just am. So I love it. You know, I think, man, you, you know, when I, when I listen to you, you talk about all the education. I mean, you know, hey, man, I, I believe probably that there's a number of your classmates back in Columbia Law who's like, hey, man, like I've got a top notch education. I'm done. A lot of the Columbia Law students also came out of an Ivy League school right before that. And so it's like, man, I have got a lot of education. You, on the other hand, have probably had, I don't know what it would be, you know, maybe maybe 10x the education after Columbia Law than you had going in and through that. Talk to me a little bit about that because that's what I think a lot of people are missing maybe as we go that lifelong learner and continuing to better and, and hone your skill. Yeah. First of all, it was Dan Duquette. That's the... Uh, oh, yeah, Dan Duquette. Good that's call. The, that's, I, I cheated. I looked it up. So, okay. but yeah. When you talk about lifelong learning, I had a transformative moment when a buddy of mine, you know, I was probably about 28, 29. He was listening to Brian Tracy and he let me, again, these are cassettes. I'm dating myself. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, At least it was an A track. <laughs> that's exactly right. My mom took the cassette player out of her car and put an A track in, and we never figured out why. So yeah. <laughs> she's a BG fan, I guess, you know, yeah, Abba, something like that. <laughs> Abba, Abba on an eight track. By the way, 90% of our audience have no idea what we're talking about. right? Yeah, now. That's, we, that's just lost, we just lost 90% going eight track. Abba, yeah. what are you talking about? Yeah, look, it, look it up. Look it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So look it up. Uh, I have to look so it up. He, so he lends me Brian Tracy and all of a sudden I'm blown away because I realized that there's actually thinking about thinking. It's like there are actually people out there who study thought. And that you can actually improve the way you think and the way you view life. And 
So it was, that was huge, that introduction. And then another friend of mine lent me the Tony Robbins, the original personal power series. Yeah. And so I went, you know, I went through all those exercises. I did all the, you know, I did, I did all of those and that was transformative. And then my wife gave me an Earl Nightingale series, yeah. Lead the Field, which now sure. you can get, it's free on YouTube. You don't have to buy it. Yeah. You, just, you just push a button. And, yeah. and then, then I got into Zig Ziglar. And oh, yeah. uh, I got to edit Zig's last book and I got to have lunch with Zig Ziglar. I mean, how great. Yeah, you know, come on. Just, I mean, so you talk about life, life, lifelong learning. It's there are people out there who have put a lot of time and effort into thinking about how you can use your mind more effectively. Yeah. And that's even before you get to business skills like sales, marketing, customer service, finance and stuff like that. And I just eat this stuff up. You know, I, I just, I continue to either read or reread or re-listen to the the things that, you know, the, the, that inspired me when I got started. There's a book called The Selling Bible by John F. Lawhon. And I just stumbled upon it in the public library when I started, you know, the year I started my business. And I loved the book so much. I wrote the author a note and said, this is a great book. And, you know, here's why I loved it. And he called, he was so touched by my note. He flew me to Oklahoma where he where he lived and he, and he put me in through his sales training system and, and he became a really great friend and mentor. So, you know, the idea that you're going to stop learning the day you get your diploma, whether it's a law degree or college degree or whatever it is, it's kind of sad. It's kind of sad because, you know, there, there's, they don't teach Earl Nightingale uh, or Zig Ziglar at most colleges I've ever right. heard of. Yeah. It's like, it's like, you got to get after this stuff on your own. And then what's amazing is that you find that, that, Think and Grow Rich, Og Mandino, The Richest Man in Babylon. These books are, are foundational for, for many, many successful people. And they create, they create a common language. You know, one of my sons is getting into this stuff. And then, you know, he just he, he's reading Think and Grow Rich right now. He went through Earl Nightingale. And he just, you know, wherever, wherever he goes, he's encountering people who are talking about Acres of Diamonds, which is, you know, one of the things on, 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 that Earl Nightingale talks about. So if you're not a lifetime learner, Zig, Zig talks about this. He says that, you know, there are people who were, just to update the years, born 1970, died 2002, buried 2040. So, you know, it's like, yeah. it's like if you're not growing, everything in nature is either growing or dying. They're, they're, those are the only, only two. So choose. Choose. Yeah. Choose, choose what you want to do. Yeah. yeah. Well, I love that. And I love this. And I got to know Vic Conan a little bit from Conan Nightingale, right? Because Vic was yeah. a YPOer in uh, Ago. So cool. And I was running a mentorship program. Yeah. And it was so cool. I was just like, oh my gosh, I just love your work. I mean, his life work is putting out the Nightingale libraries. And it was just incredible that he continues that. And that was so cool. And then, of course, you mentioned Tony and Tony Robbins. And, you, and let's, let's talk a little bit about that because yeah. you said in the beginning, like, hey, listen, man, like, you can go get anything you want, but you got to put in the time. You got to put in the effort. I mean, Tony talks a lot about this, about maybe that that incremental value from good yeah. to better to outstanding. Talk to me a little bit about what yeah, you learned yeah. there. Yeah, I mean, it's just the other Tony. The other thing, Tony, and I'll get into that in a second. But the other thing Tony says is, what does a football team do if a play doesn't work? They just take their helmets off and run off the field and cry. They run another play, and then they run another play, and then they run another play. And my wife is like, "I don't want to hear." It. They run another play one more time. You know, <laughs> Failure, man! Like you got to work it out, right? Like, <laughs> and, and it's funny because you know that mentality is really strange to me, and you do see it in this playing out in kids today and young adults. And I'm like going, "Man, in in my era, 
you know, I think when I first came in the league, you know, Randy Johnson was really something. Randy was in the, you know, mid 90s and it, it was, you know, and he was throwing in the mid 90s and he's 6'10". And, I, and I, I could just think about like our days in Cleveland. We, we faced him for the league championship one year and they were really good. And I can't imagine like Jim Tomey or Manny Ramirez or Kenny Lofton coming back and going, man, that at bat was awful. I'm not going back up there again like wait a minute. no 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 you're gonna have four more chances like hold on like you know like you'll get them next time like you try to come back and figure something out but like hey listen you're gonna probably fail the first time out against this guy because you haven't seen something that looks like this and and it's just it's not normal right and like he's slinging it from the side he's 610 you don't really see it coming out of his hand and all of a sudden it's like poof it's on you and you're just like, wait, I, I was hoping he would miss because I don't think I can hit it, you know? That's really funny. Did you know Rich Thompson? Was he on the team when you oh, were? He, he was Thompson? not. Rich and I went to college together. So. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, just a great guy. And then he pitched for Cleveland. I used to go and see him when he when he came to Fenway. What was Rich's last year in Cleveland? Do you remember that? I'm going to say it's – I think he ended up with the Expos. So it's probably back in the 90s. Is yeah, that- it's probably early. I didn't get there till 95. So I think Rich was a little okay. bit before my time. I'd say so. Anyway, to come back to the Tony thing, I'm a huge, huge Tony Robbins guy, and I've seen him a million times live, and I I listen to his audios over and over and over. And one of the things that I love is he says, if you do a poor job at something, you get no results. You don't get poor results. You get no results for doing a poor job. He said, if you do a good job at something, you get poor results. And he says, how many wives out here want to have a good husband? Husband's just good. You know, like nobody. So, or, you know, so, so you, you do a good job, you just get poor results. He says, if you do a great job at something, you get good results. Why? Because a lot of people are great at what they do. He said, but if you're outstanding, you get all the results. And the difference between being outstanding and being great is a smaller amount of work than most people think. And then he gave the example that from the Atlanta Olympics, I guess it's 96. And he says that at the opening ceremonies, they brought this guy out on a cart and drove him around the stadium on the track. And he had won gold medal in something in the Olympics in the 1920s. And he said 100,000 people were cheering their heads off. They didn't even know what he won gold in. All they knew is that at some point in his life, he was outstanding. And when people are outstanding, the world goes crazy. So when I heard that, I thought, wow, you know, the difference between being great and being outstanding is not not that huge an amount of work. I'm like, wow, that's fascinating. So- You know, I mean, to me, it makes me crazy if I have an, an, an email or a phone call that isn't returned within a few hours. It makes me nuts. It makes me crazy when a client comes to me with a concern that I should have been proactive and addressed the day before the client had to. You know, it, it, it makes me crazy when I've got a prospect and I'm not following up appropriately. You know, I just because the thing is that the, the amount of effort that it takes to do those things right is not huge, but it's the difference between having a great year, which gets you good results. And having an outstanding year, which gets you great results. All the results. All the results. Yeah. So let's let's jump to that because, you know, when you look at your business and sustainability, I mean, we talked about this before. And, you know, this last year, you have 100% of your business either coming from firsthand referral or repeat client. So you're not running out on like, hey man, I, can, I need to get some Facebook ads out there. I, I, I need to go back and put my flyers up, right? Like that yeah. is not who you are today as a person who's done outstanding work. 
Well, thank you. And that's true. I was looking over my list, you know, it's the end of the year as we're, as we're speaking. So I've been going over my numbers and all the stuff for the year. And I realized that 100% of the people I worked with this year, people who signed deals with me are either referrals or repeat clients. And so I, you know, so I've gone from a position of, I have no marketing to a position of, well, I didn't really need any marketing this year, you know, and you know, longevity is lo- lovability. That's what, uh, you know, that's sort of a Hollywood line. If you, if you keep doing the same thing over and over, people are going to get to say, oh, that's the person who does such and such. And you're going to get a reputation and you're going to be trusted. Uh, it's- that was Nicholson, right? That Jack was Nicholson. Nicholson. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Jack Nicholson. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So the line is longevity is lovable. Longevity is lovability. Lovability. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. it. Hey, that's a good itty. I like that. Lovability. I love it. And you know, when, I, when I started off, we were talking about this earlier also. There's a book by Charles M. Givens called Wealth Without Risk, which was one of, it was like Tony Robbins before Tony was Tony. Back in the, he, I think he wrote it in either in the 80s or the early 90s. And there's this line, it's a big, fat, like 400-page book. And in the back, it's almost like in a footnote in the notes, there's a, almost a throwaway line. But to me, it was life-changing. And I'm going to see if I can get it right the first time. He said, initially, it will take you 10 units of effort to get one unit of results. But if you stay with it, all you'll need to do is to put out one unit of effort and you'll get 10 units of results. And I love that formula because it's, it's simple. It's applicable to everything, any business, any field. And it's true. So if you had measured, if I had stopped and measured my business by how it's doing after three years or four years or five years, I might've said, I ought to pull the plug. This isn't going anywhere, but you know, there is a thing. And, and I know your son is, is in Buffalo right now playing hockey. There is a thing called hockey stick growth and it's, yeah. it's, it's little, it's little, it's little. And then all of a sudden, boom, it just, yeah. you know, and you know, you have to stick around. You have to, they say, you know, don't leave before the miracle happens. And it's true in your personal life. And it's true in your business life. If, you know, I mean, look, if something's clearly a disaster, okay, you know, recalibrate. But if it's just a question of, well, I want to make a million a year and I'm only making a hundred thousand. First of all, be grateful for the hundred thousand and then study the business. What are you doing? That's so 80, 20 rule. What's the 20% of the stuff that you're doing or the people you're talking to that's generating the 80% of the results and just do more of that and less of the other stuff. And, you know, in strategic coach, they, they said, you know, the reason you have to fire the bottom 10% or the bottom 20% of your clients, it's not that they're making you the least money. It's that they're costing you money. What? But it's revenue. No, no, no. There's good revenue and there's bad revenue. Really? When you're broke, all revenue is good revenue. Well, after a while, you know, there's a difference. And, yes. you know, it's like, it's like just, you know, stop, stop chasing stuff that you shouldn't be chasing. But, it, but I know how to get it. Well, find, figure out how to get something else, you know? Uh, you know, anyway. Yeah, I love it. So let's finish with this, Michael. Two things. First thing is, you know, there are a lot of people going through challenges right now. I mean, there, you know, this life's not easy. And what was the one thing maybe we haven't covered, or one thing you would tell them if they're facing that adversity today? They they do have that data stacked against them, and they need to find a way to win. What would you tell them would be probably key or evident that maybe we haven't discussed today, or just to to wrap it up? Sure. Just find a great mentor and they're out there. Mm. Because the thing is that it's, I mean, you know, life was never meant to be lived alone. We were, you know, you, you look back through history, we, we were tribal. We were always in tribes. Yep. And today, because of technology and, and social media, we're so isolated. We're all alone behind our laptops. We're all, you know, staring at our phones. We're losing 
empathy for other human beings because empathy comes when you can look other people in the eye and see that they're just as human as you are. And, and that's something that's kind of going by the boards incredibly sadly in today's world. So don't try to, you know, don't try to John Wayne it. Don't try, they don't even yeah. know what Wayne is. Don't try to go through life alone and find a mentor. If you, you know, you can go to, there's a thing called SCORE, which is retired executives, you know, through yep. the government. And they're all, you know, there's a branch everywhere. These are folks who they went through it, they did it, and they'll be your mentor for free. You can go to 12-step meetings and find mentors. You can go to, you can, you know, there, there are tons and tons of places out there. And then you can also just reach out to somebody on, online and say, and just look them up on LinkedIn and say, your career is amazing. Will you mentor me? It's yep. only, you know, I only need an hour a month or whatever, whatever. You know, I've had the same guy, Bob. He's been my guy. He's been my go-to guy. It'll be 29 years since the night I met him, wow. January 31st, 1994. And we talk, he's like a father to me. He, he surprised me. He, he, he drove down to my daughter's wedding. He lives in Vermont. It's a five-hour drive. And I'm standing there and all of a sudden there's Bob. You know, it's like, it's like where do you yeah. get? So that would be my strong suggestion. Don't do it alone. Go mentor. You know, Tony Robbins says success leaves clues. Study, study successful people. Be around them. Learn from them. And, and, and just, you know, do I was told, do what they do, walk where they walk, and you won't blow up. I love that. And I, and I tell you on the mentorship thing, I mean, I will tell anybody who will listen, like, look up the five most crazy mentors that you think would best serve you. And I don't care how unreachable you think they are. Like, you found them. Like, look them up. Call them. I'm telling you, there is at the top of that chain, it is very lonely and it is low hanging. I mean, it is a life on an end of a branch. And and the people that have actually gone out there and survived it want nothing more than to pay it forward because someone did it for them. Someone went out and helped them out. And when they get that call and they go, man, it would be such an honor to have you come alongside and help me. This is what I'm looking for. And I can do everything to make this very easy for you in you know, a one meeting a month, you know, whatever I can do. And I'm telling you, label them one through five. You can start with Tony Robbins and call them, but I'm telling you, you will not get to number five on this superstar list because someone will give you a yes. And it's amazing. And I've seen it time and time again. Yeah. And, but listen, I got to wrap it up because I know we're on a long, long show here. I ran you a little long, but I want to touch on this, Michael, great show. Winner's final. Away, we talked about not just having a best-selling book, but a best-earning book. We talked about taking responsibility because if I am the problem, I am also the solution. We also talked about, you know, hey, if you're down, no one is counting you out. This is not a boxing match. Get up, find someone who will help pick you up. You know, look for a mentor. Look for those people that it's not over. Like it's time to go to work. And and I love that uh, the shame is not in falling down. The, the shame is not asking for help. Someone to come up and just ask for someone to come alongside. So, Michael Levin, thank you so much for joining us on the Winners Find a Way show. Thrilled that you could be here, my man. Trent, this was awesome. You asked great questions, and you're, you're, you're an awesome human being. And it's just a, it's a pleasure to know you. And, and it was really, this was, this was awesome. Thank you for just letting me open up and, and run with it. I hope, uh, I hope it was useful. I hope I didn't embarrass myself. That's all I can say. So. I love the Oprah moment. And I, we're going to get Oprah on here just to prove it's an Oprah moment next time. You know, <laughs> Michael, we'll have to bring her in. So for Michael Levin and everybody, thank you for joining us on the Winners Find Away show every Friday, 1230 Eastern, 930 AM Pacific. Check us on Leadership at a YouTube channel and live on LinkedIn. And you can go to our podcast and see all of our recorded efforts. We will see Michael in a couple of months, but you can see us live every Friday. Thank you so much for joining us. Until next time.
Rebellious Infusions are organic flavored water enhancers. Rebellious provides clean, focused energy in liquid packets. Just tear the corner of the packet and pour 16 ounces of water. Rebellious Infusions have no sugar, no calories, and up to 300 milligrams of antioxidants and loads of L-thionine for brain health. Rethink your drink at drinkrebellious.com. For 10% off of your next purchase, use the code 99999. Do you want to be our next guest? Or do you have inspiring stories to share? Or do you love to inspire, support, and empower thought leaders? Feel free to send Trent a direct message on Instagram or Facebook at Leadershipity.